Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, parents. Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian, welcoming you once again to another Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. We are so glad to have you listening today and always so appreciative of those of you who send in your questions. We have another really good one today that I think is going to speak to a lot of different parents. And we're going to look at that in a moment. First, as always, I want to direct you over to the Wonder of Parenting website, which is wonderofparenting.com. Great resources there for you. Michael's books are there. Some of the things that Michael and I have written together are on that page. Also, a link to our sponsors, uh, the uh, A Place of Hope, the center up in the Seattle, Washington area. Dr. Greg Jantz and his staff do such good work, and you might want to check them out just to see what resources they have that would be helpful for you. And uh, we, as always, just want to say how much we appreciate them, and I know you do too because they bring this podcast to you free of charge, so we are thankful for that. Uh, Michael, this is an interesting question today. And uh, there are a lot of different ways that we can go on this, but we're going to start with this specific question. Uh, This is from a mom uh, who, by the way, uh, tells us how much she enjoys the podcast. We always enjoy hearing that as well. So she is a single mother raising a three-year-old boy, and her question goes like this. My question relates to my son and his father or lack thereof. His father and I were dating, but not seriously, when I became pregnant. He shut me out and refused to speak when I attempted in every way possible to inform him I was pregnant. I came to find out that he told me several lies, and I won't necessarily go into what those lies were, uh, but nonetheless, they are not together. I relocated to live back with my parents when my son was just over one year old. It was and is important to me for our son, or my son, to be close to his grandparents and extended family. We are very lucky in that department. I am single and not currently interested in dating. My son started 3K this fall, and as he grows and continues to grow socially, I anticipate questions to come. I imagine they will start small and continue to grow in complexity. He is only, the th- he's only three, but is an old soul. My biggest question or plea for advice would be how to answer those questions as he grows and how to best prepare him for the inevitable why didn't my dad want to know me question or thought. Uh, No one wants to see their child hurt, but it is so heartbreaking to anticipate him feeling anything of the sort. He is a very strong-willed, kind, exceptionally verbal and intelligent boy, and I just want to help give him the tools at a young age to be able to be confident and and happy. Um, So this is a good one. We're going to start with this specific question, Michael, and then we'll probably talk about uh, answering questions like this when it comes to divorce and other things. But let's start with this one. Here, a dad who's not involved at all, uh, I get the impression doesn't want to be involved or even identified by the son. Um, What are some first initial thoughts you had in reading that email? Yeah, it's very sad and heart goes out to this family. um, There's some 
and you were right not to read it all. I mean, it's very long, but there's some detail in there about how it turns out he had a whole other family that he had not told her about when they were dating and when she became pregnant. And um, so uh, your insight, it sounds like, is right on there, that he does not want to be involved. So the son, the son is going to um, have a bit, some abandonment issues. It's going to be inevitable, and that's going to become part of his journey. And I think that going into it, it's good for everyone to know that. Um, and, and part of what will make him successful in his life, you know, will probably be this. Another child would have something else, you know, that would be uh, at some point tr- kind of tragic in their lives, very difficult for them. If with him, it's this. So she, luckily, it sounds like he's very bonded to his mom, and then there, there's extended family around. And it, I'm guessing the extended family is her extended family. Um, and that's very, very important. And then as for, for bonding and for attachment, and as he goes into, you know, he's three, so he's entering into early kindergarten, um, preschool, he's going to bond more there. There's going to be more bonding. And, and I think it's going to be good as he grows up for him, if, if possible to be involved in sports places where men are, you know, where males can become coaches and role models, um, to kind of fill in the hole that he will have inside inside himself. He won't have it at three, but you know, older, especially in adolescence, that that's going to be a hole. Whereas dad, dad didn't love me, and and so having other men involved, grandfather, having other men involved is going to be important down the line. And so she's pre-planning it now. One thing I would say is I don't, you know, not a lot of worry though right now. I wouldn't worry much if I were her right now because it sounds like he's well bonded, so he's developing normally. Um, I think it's going to come later. And then as he gets old enough to be able to understand what has happened, I, I am a real believer in honesty. So three is too young, but um, she'll, she'll know, you know, sounds like he's a very verbal, mature child. So she'll know when, when it's possible to talk to him about it and to what exactly happened and to say to him, um, you know, your dad, this is what happened. Uh, I'm pregnant with you. Your dad had another family, didn't tell me about it. Um, you know, I, I don't want you to go down that road. So use dad as sort of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you this cause I don't want you to be that guy. But at the same time, at some point you're going to want to have a relationship with your dad and you're going to probably seek him out. So when that happens, I'll try to help you, you know, but I don't know, I don't know where he's at or where he will be at then when, when that time comes, when you're older, uh, that's going to be kind of the trajectory I think for, a healthy, a healthy life for this boy, um, given, given the situation. Um, you know, you know what I mean? So we've got to yeah. be ready that this is not going to be easy at a certain point. It's not going to be easy. And she senses it, but all this love around this boy and then her honesty and her not, not utterly shaming the father, you know, uh, but one mistake that, that moms make, they don't realize they're making it, especially when they've been so hurt by someone. And if I were her, I would be very hurt. Right. I mean, it's very hurtful what he did. Um, one of the mistakes they make in terms of their sons is they spend years shaming that guy. Well, that just increases the hole inside this boy. Hmm. He he can't he needs her to to sort of be honest without shaming the, that male because that male is the boy's father. So she kind of has to find a way to be honest, but not to be enraged. Um, uh, and that's a hard dance. Yeah, and I, I want to come back to that because as you as you were talking, I thought, okay, that's going to be interesting for her to try to talk about that. 
Uh, and this is a little bit different than, say, uh, a divorce where, where for whatever reason, the, the mom and dad didn't get along and then, you know, piling on and onto dad. This is a dad who just completely abandoned the child and the mom b- before the child was even born. So the circumstances are a little different. She's going to carry her own outrage about that. Uh, but I want to step back before we dig into that deeper and just say again, because uh, I've uh, heard you enough now on these podcasts and in our adventures together out on the road, uh, that one of the really insightful things that she did right away was to connect her son to her mom and her dad so that he's got a good role model uh, from grandpa and others. And you touched on this a little bit, but that little boy, as you mentioned, is going to need some good masculine energy around him because uh, he comes from a stock of masculinity, which is not the kind of masculinity anybody really wants to promote. So to have these good men around him, starting with grandpa, that was a brilliant move on, on, on mom's part. Yep. Yeah, that was very, very smart. Keep keep up with that. That's that's really important. And also for mom, to, to some extent, you, we don't have to over-worry about this situation because she's going to fulfill the trajectory well with her son. And, and remember that that our ancestors, a lot of our ancestors were raised without their fathers. Yep. You know, and it was, they were, they were dead at war. They were gone. They were working in another city. They were gone. The children hardly ever met them. Um, it is possible, and she's already doing it, to raise this guy to be a, 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 as I always say, a loving, wise, and powerful male adult is my definition of a man, a loving, wise, and powerful male adult, or people have substituted successful because they don't like the word power. So loving, wise, and successful male adult. She is going to raise him with all this help into a loving, wise, and successful male adult. I believe it will happen without this father being involved, at least mm-hmm. at this point. She is going to do it. Um, and one of the ways to do it is to keep contextualizing for him that this is his fate, but it's not an unusual fate. It can happen. And, and um, uh, you know, so that he doesn't get... So that he's not too self-pitying and not too hard on himself, um, uh, and not too hard on his on his family, or even become too hard on his mom at some point, thinking that she pushed the guy away, right. which can happen, you know, which we don't want. Um, I, I think this in context, is worth thinking about this in context, and in some historical context. Uh, so it'll be hard, but it doesn't have to be destructive. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, so I so uh, let's let's say that uh, at age five, he comes to her and he says, uh, "Where's you know yep. the other kids seem to have dads? Where's my daddy?" Um, you know, so let's maybe talk through a few stages because I, I know ultimately you want her to get to a point where she can be completely honest, but she's going to have to tease out that story a little bit as the kid grows. I'm guessing. Well, yeah, by five, especially with him being, as she's described him, so verbal and intelligent, I mean, it's, it's possible by five she's going to say, you know, your dad lives with a whole other family far away, mm. and and we don't, I don't have contact with him, um, 
and he does not have contact with us. Mm-hmm. By five, she may have to say that because I don't know um, what, you know, she. it's not good to lie to right. the child because right. three or four years later, it's going to back up on her. You know, right. someone's going to, he's going to learn the truth. So then it's going to, then he's going to feel lied to by his mom, which we don't want. Yep. So I think, I think by then it's possible. Um, and sh- I believe she will know. And I believe this is not someone, an expert in a podcast should tell her what to do because she knows her son and she, and right. she has a community around her. She's going to ask people around her like grandma, grandpa. She's going to be talking to these people about, okay, he's starting to ask these questions. Well, what would you say? What, you know, what, what do you think would work for him? And, and can we talk to him together? Maybe, um, you know, mom and dad, can you talk to him with me? And, and, you know, so maybe the team talks to him. And um, they're going to know when to be honest and how much to tell. Uh, but I do think it's possible at five that at least she's going to say that. Right. That he does. We don't know where he is. We don't have contact. He doesn't have contact with us. Mm-hmm. Right. And then as, as he gets older, she may fill in more of the details. But at that point, to just say, we, we, this is what we know. We don't know where he is. He's got another family. And then, you know, he's going to have to need some help, of course, wrestling through that. And he's got some good folks around. Yeah, and he may need counseling at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, not five is probably young, but at a certain point, if she sees that he's being debilitated, you know that he's he's going through a phase where he's doing badly in school, where he's not getting along with others, where you know where now it's a trauma that is affecting him and affecting his development. Um, this abandonment trauma, then counseling is going to be important. Now he may not go through that, but he may. And and um, that would be within the range of normal for him. Yes. At a certain point, when he learns or s- understands that his father doesn't love him, which is how it's going to, you know, in his mind, it's going to be. I have a father somewhere. He doesn't love me. Right. That's going to be. Um, that that could be debilitating for him because it translates for him to I'm not lovable. I don't deserve to be loved. And um, that's going to need counseling help, and it's going to need his community of of mom and elders, it's going to need them to to constantly turn that around on him and say, no, just because this one person has some problems and and is not capable of loving you does not mean you're unlovable. Right. Just always remember, that's how he's filtering it is, I'm, I do not deserve to be loved, I am unlovable. And so we got to keep saying, nope, that's on that person. That person is not capable of loving you, but you are lovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so however those words get used, that's going to be the message that the child's going to need in these tender years. By adolescence, you know, the honesty and and I think other things are going to happen by adolescence. And I think it's possible the child will seek out his father by adolescence. But right now in these tender years, keep that message in mind would be good advice I think I can give. So I want to come back to, um, you know, how mom communicates because she she can't help but communicate out of... Uh, deep disappointment, anger, guilt, whatever it might be for her. And I'm not trying to name her emotions, but she's got to feel something. Um, And, uh, uh, you know, one of the challenges that often happens in a situation like this or even a divorce, and you mentioned this before, the the piling on uh, of uh, onto this this man, which uh, also can tend to say, if it's not, if we're not careful, uh, this constant berating of the father becomes a constant berating of masculinity in in the eyes and ears of this boy. And sometimes without meaning to, we, we sort of 
um, neuter our own sons and their masculinity, uh, and you can't be good men because this guy wasn't good. So what what might be some things that, that mom would want to do as she is dealing with this growing up with her son now um, in terms of just... Uh, what are some things she should look for in her own life to say, I maybe need help with this or I'm doing just fine? Oh, you mean in terms of the messaging that she's giving yeah, about males? Yeah, cause, yeah. Or, or just in general, because she's got stuff that she has to filter through. And uh, how will she know that she's, you know, I, I would be concerned as a dad. Am I at a good place to talk to my son about this? And how do I know if I am or I'm not? Oh, okay. I think I understand. Yeah, she if she needs counseling, um, you know, to work through her anger at the father, um, I think that's really great for her to get, and I think it'll just be supportive of her. Uh, you know, we go into counseling not necessarily, but we go into it to work through something, but then what we use it for is support. And and she's a single mom, and you know, it's a, that's a harder life. So I think get support for that and work through this, talk about it. She'll be able to talk about the ways in which in counseling, and this is all going to be, this is answering your question, because it's all going to be great for her relationship with her son, right? Um, because she'll work through whatever is there, and we don't know what's there, but whatever is there, and if she has some sense, you know, it's very common for her, even though he lied and had another family, didn't tell her, all of those things, even though that's true, it's still common for her to think, well, how am I at fault? How did mm-hmm. I create him his abandonment of me and my child, you know, and so she needs to work through that because at least from this email, it does not sound like she is at fault. But if there's something in there, she needs to work through that and see where that fits. And so that when she comes to her son and she's talking to her son, she's able to to walk that razor's edge that you've just described, where she's honest about the failings of this man and her disappointment in this man. And she's disappointed in him. You know, as the years go by, she will not be disappointed in him anymore for herself. She will be disappointed in him for her son. Right. And so, so you know, that's okay for her to talk about that. I am really disappointed that he is doing this with you and does not want contact with you. Um, you know, I, I, I don't like it. I think it's wrong. I think it hurts you. At the same time, he is not who men are. And so that gets to the second point you're making. And this is so important for the mother, who is the primary attachment figure for this child. It's a big message that she gives her son. I am disappointed in him. And this would be the same message if he were an alcoholic. It's the same message, you know, an alcoholic who's who's creating a dysfunctional family. It'd be the same message. I am disappointed in him. It's difficult having a relationship with him. But that is not who men are. And, you know, I want you to become a man like this. And uh, these are the models of men, you know, I'm, I want to help you follow. And, and, um, and some of those men right now are superheroes for him. Well, that's okay, you know. Uh, he's like a young brain soaking in superheroes. So she can, she can be disappointed in the guy and protective of her son. It's great for the son to see that, that she's protective of him um, without condemning men. And I think that counseling, I, I think moms are naturally trying to not attack guys Really? Right. right. Uh, so if she's feeling an attack, then I think counseling would help. What role uh, can grandpa play? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a grandpa. So, you know, part of me would, if I were in that situation, I, I would want to try to be almost dad to my grandson. But I know that's not really my role. Uh, I'm a grandpa. Um, so how do I walk, how does he, grandpa, walk that line between being grandpa and knowing that this boy needs, in a sense, a surrogate father or father figure? Yeah, I think two things at once. When he's spending time with the boy, he... All he right, pat- I lost you. 
What's that? I don't know when I lost you, but uh, come back in. Oh, oh you just you just pop back in. We we lost that? you for a while. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, you heard so my question things. about grandpa. I did. Yeah, two okay. things. I think one thing is when he's with the child, he's with the child, like you know, and he's just bestowing his gifts on the child, and he's doing everything that child needs. From him then, and and because he's just doing that, he's grandpa and he loves his child. And then the second thing is he's talking to mom about what what is an expanded role you want me to have, or what role do you want me to have. And so they're in a conversation in which he's offering to be more than than grandpa, to be also father figure if she wants, and how she wants that to happen. And so he's in conversation with her because so, sometimes if he's tries to take over to be father figure that can push the mom away you know she's she's raising her son right and um so uh, I, I think he needs to talk to her some about the expanding role and as this child gets older i think he will play an expanding role he and the coaches and the male role models will play an expanding role and mom often wants to navigate that or be in some control of that so i think he he ought to give her some control of that um when she's around and as part of the family conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, that's really helpful because it, it it's so hard. You know, I'm guessing for uh, I, again, I can only imagine uh, if if uh, one of my grandsons or granddaughters, for that matter, didn't have dad around, uh, I would just feel like how do I how do I fill that hole? But I need to fill it as a grandfather, and um, you know there and that's a great privilege. There are a lot of good things that grandpas can do. I guess one thing I would say uh, from a grandfather's perspective is to find those moments. Uh, to just look that little guy in the eye and say, I'm proud of you and I love you. And it's not based on anything. You know, we're going to say that when he scores a basket or he kicks a soccer goal. Hey, I'm proud of you. Good job. But the boy, the, the little boys need to hear that just to hear it, that regardless of how you act or respond, I'm just proud of you and I'm proud to be your grandpa. And, and, and that's one of the great roles that grandpa can play in the absence of dad. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. Hearing it from that deep voice that deep male voice, you know, it does affect the brain of this guy, and it can help to efface some of that male abandonment that that he feels now and will feel increasingly as he realizes what we talked about, that his father, you know, it appears does not love him. Um, this having that deep voice say, I do love you, I'm proud of you, is, is very good for him. Yep. Now, uh, I'm guessing that uh, if mom's listening to this, and she probably is, uh, when you mentioned that this boy may want to track his dad down someday, there had to be a little catch in her spirit, if not a big catch in her spirit. Uh, and uh, 
talk about that. Uh, this boy's this boy's going to have a hunger to connect with his biological dad. Maybe, and and he might not, but he's he probably will have this hunger to connect with his biological dad. Um, how does a mom or the extended family guide him through that process so that it's done as healthily as possible, uh, recognizing that it may end up being a great connection or it could just end up being really uh, hurtful for him uh, and, and rejected outright by a dad who doesn't want to know him. So what are some things that they can do together to walk through that process should it ever come? And should yeah. mom encourage him to do that, to even search uh, out for dad? Well, uh, that's going to be a case-by-case basis. It's going to be okay. about about this guy. It's going to be about uh, what you know, what the son is. What are what what is having happening at a primal level for the son mm-hmm. at ten or twelve, and then you know probably not going to search him out then he's boy's too young but then that same primal thing is happening at thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen if all of that is happening and then we're well into adolescence then then um, you know this mother and the extended family and the son they're going to have to make a decision and 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 they're going to face that then so she doesn't have to think about it at three I'm sorry him being three. But but she'll think about it then, and the thing is, it will emerge as appropriate at that time. Okay, and the boy will make it appropriate, and or he will not, and or by then, who knows? She could remarry. He could be adopted by the by his stepfather. I mean, he could bond with another man and not want to seek out his dad. So right. it's going to emerge. This doesn't have to be thought about now. It's going to emerge, and uh, if there's that primal urge to do it, that what we call father hunger, if that boy in adolescence has that father hunger and he's got to go do it, then then she's going to support him. I I would I hope they would be in counseling. That the boy would be you know mm-hmm. at fifteen would be in counseling with a probably a guy, a male counselor who kind of understands the young males, and can help him as he feels the uh, elation of meeting his dad. But then perhaps feels, if the dad rejects him, you know, obviously feels despair. So need help through that. And uh, counseling will help because all of this can add to the boy's resilience rather than, you know, knocking the boy out. It can add to his resilience. He can get it in perspective. And, and remember, all the while, the messages he, a message he's going to gain starting now and all the way through, even when he meets his dad, if he does, is going to be... This is the part of my dad I want to become, but I don't want to become these other parts. Right. And that's that message is actually going to become even stronger. Let's say we're projecting, we don't know, but let's say he meets the dad and well, let's take two scenarios. He meets the dad and the dad says, "You know what? I'm really glad we've connected. I'm so sorry." Okay, if that happens, then that's going to be all sorts of elation and confusion that he's going to work through, and that's going to be ultimately more positive. But if he meets the dad and and um the dad uh, you know, says, I don't want to see you, um, then that's going to be a certain kind of despair. And and the, his support system is going to turn that despair, that wound, because it's a wound, it's what we call the father wound, it's a wound, but we're going to have to turn that into gold. We're going to have to turn that into, okay, that really hurt, um, and it's going to hurt for a while, and you're going to grieve this, and and you're going to turn it into success. You're not going to turn it into shame, which is a possibility and which we need to support him and not turning that father wound into shame, his own shame about himself. Um, we're going to turn this into success. We're going to turn this pain into success. We're going to turn this wound into success. You're going to become a great father. 
um, you know, because you had this father who did that. And this is not unusual. I mean, there are males who their fathers go to prison. They do go see their fathers in prison, but they are committed to not doing that, right? To right. not becoming a criminal or whatever it is. So that's just an example. Um, and people help them to, their, their moms, their grandma, grandmas and male role models help them to say, okay, I've made that contact. I'm glad I made that contact with him, but that's not who I want to be. And then that turns it into resilience. Um, but be ready f- for some, a month or two of, of sadness, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously we're, we're sort of projecting out with this particular question, but I'm guessing that there are other parents in different scenarios uh, who would face similar things, and, and divorce can be one of them. We've done a, a podcast on that. But a dad who early on, uh, for whatever reason, abandons a family, wants nothing to do with them. How do you talk about dad? How do you, should we track dad down? So th- these are really big questions, and we can't fully answer them in a 30-minute podcast, but at least begin to offer some advice to think about. Uh, I think what I hear you say over and over again, almost in all of these podcasts, is when in doubt, Try to find a good counselor and talk these things through and uh, get some good advice and surround yourself then with uh, an extended family, whether it's blood family or friends, who can help walk through those sort of circumstances together. Yeah, if you have faith community, use them. Get, yep. get help from other people who have gone through this, because there are a lot of people who have gone through this. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, mom has abandoned. In yep. more cases, statistically, it's dad who's abandoned. Um, it, 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 many of our listeners are going to be grandparents who are actually raising their kids because biological mom and dad are not in the picture. So so they've already done that. They, they've already started. They're already helping their children to work through, um, their grandchildren who have become their children, to work through the loss of both mom and dad in those cases. So um, uh, other people have been through this. And there isn't a particular soundbite or sentence to use. It's really about the support system and the extended family being involved in bonding and and then helping the, the boy through it and the parents through it um, uh, and really using that wisdom because that wisdom is out there. Yes, yes. Well, I really appreciate um, the mom who sent in this question. It's such a good one, and I know it's going to be helpful for a lot of our listeners and um, we hope it's been helpful for you as well. If you do have questions, you can send them to us via our uh, website, wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. And uh, we're going to be back next episode uh, with another listener question uh, that has to do with substance abuse and talking to kids about those sort of issues. So that should be an interesting one as well. You're, you're always sending us these good, challenging questions, and we sure appreciate it. Yeah. Michael, any final words? No, no, I think we've covered it. I, I, I agree. I appreciate her, her bravery, courage, and honesty. And I just want to reassure her that I think she's doing a great job. Yes, me too. And, and uh, just already made some really good, wise decisions. So uh, we look forward to, to being with you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.